it's not going to be, um, this message is not going to be long today. Today we're talking about the power in birthing out a vision. The power in birthing out a vision. Uh, there are a lot of people, you know, you probably heard like you big ministries or you've seen people who who were successful or people who have uh, uh, gotten married or maybe they have had a financial uh, 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 success or they have uh, changed, their lives have changed and things like that. And you're wondering, how did they get there? Well, they got there because of a, having a vision. And a vision, let me tell you what the word of God says about having a vision. Two scriptures. Uh, I mean, two versions of one scripture. The first version says, um, Proverbs 29 verse 18, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Bless you. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I'm going to read it again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. <laughs> Here's another one. Here's the, uh, another uh, translation. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Why is that so important? God is the word of God, which this is Proverbs. This is a proverb that the wisest man who ever lived uh, 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 wrote this. His name was Solomon. And he said, Where there is, if the people don't have a vision for their future or their, for their lives... They perish. In other words, they'll be destroyed. They'll be just distressed. They'll be depressed. So it shows you it's important to have a vision for your life. It's important to have a vision for your spiritual life. In every area of your life. Here's what a vision does. A vision, and I hope you're writing this down. A vision, and, and for those who's listening on, on, online in this recording... A vision gives you a clear view of where you're going in your life. For example, if you're driving on the road and you and you can't see and your vision is blur, blurred, what would happen to you? Do you think that you would still be driving safely? Do you think that you would still be able to reach your destination and you only have one mile to go? Or do you think that if your vision is blurry, say there may be a lot of rain or fog or your eyes may not be good, what do you think will happen to you as you're driving? All of us know that you'll get in a crash. You'll veer off the side of the road. You may end up losing your life or getting hurt. Why? Because you're, there's something wrong with your vision. And that's, that's why having a clear vision for your life, a clear a vision gives you a clear view for where your life is going. That's why it's so important. If you don't have a vision for your life or your spiritual life, 
you won't know where you're going. Have you ever met people in their lives that say, hey, uh, uh, you know, do you, hey, uh, 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 do you have a relationship with God? You know, or, 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 or uh, what's going on in your life? Uh, 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 do you have peace? And do you know where you're going in your life? And they'll tell you, well, no, I don't believe in God or, or I don't believe in Jesus or, or, you know, I'm confused or I'm going through a lot in my life. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I want to commit suicide. I, I don't know what to do. I'm having this problem, that problem. Why are these people so down and depressed when you talk to them? It's because they have no vision. And because they don't have God in their lives, God can't give them a vision for their future and where they're going because they don't have him in their lives or they don't want him in their lives. So let me read this again. The people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So that shows that having a vision is connected to the law of God. And, 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 and if you have a vision and your vision is connected to the law of God and you're keeping the law of God, the Bible says you're going to be happy. So that tells me that a vision is connected to being happy and being blessed. That's what that, that's what, that's what that shows. So that means that if I'm not happy, or if I'm noticing that my life is not blessed, there's something wrong with my vision. There's something wrong with how I'm seeing myself or seeing my life. For example, have you ever seen people who get in relationship after relationship? And they say things like, I feel like all my relationships have gone bad. In other words, I feel like all my relationships have been cursed. Because they always bring me trouble. Well, what happened to that person? The reason why they can't, they, they're not happy and they're not blessed in their relationships is because they don't have a vision for their relationships. And what is that vision? Well, if God would have gave them a vision, they would have read the scripture where it says, uh, 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 he that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They would have read the scripture that says, uh, 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 the blessing of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow. They would have read a scripture that says, he that findeth a wife findeth of good thing and obtaineth favor from the Lord. They would have read about Ruth and Boaz, how God will order your steps to meet your mate. They would have had a vision for their lives Based on what the word of God says for their lives. So because they don't have a vision for their relationships, their relationships end up being cursed. And because they, they are having a vision is connected to being happy and blessed. They're not happy. They're depressed. And they feel like their relationships are cursed. It's so simple, but yet it's so hard for people to grasp this. Why is my spiritual life not being where I want it to be? Because you got to have a vision for your spiritual life. Do you want, in other words, have anybody, I give you a challenge. Have you, have you ever wrote this down that I, I write this down. For example, this will be the year 
that I do not have sex outside of marriage. Have you wrote that down as a vision for your life? Or for example, this will be the year that I I do not tell any more lies and I become a person who is truthful. Some of us, you battle with that. Have you wrote that down? Some of us, you may need to write that down. What are you doing? You are establishing a vision for your life that you can... That you can feel, that you can touch, that you can establish it. So you can what? Know where you are going. You got to know where you're going. What's the point of being in church, but you don't know where you're going? What's the point of, of, of having, hearing all these testimonies about people saying, you know, God did this for me and God did that for me. But it never happens to you. Don't you want to be one of those people? Who has a powerful testimony and says, you know what? I've been listening to testimonies and what I wanted to happen to me, but it never happened. But, be, but, 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 but now I'm going to start establishing a vision for my life because I want to be blessed and I want to be happy. And notice what I said. Some blessings and you being happy and some vision for your life. Some of us, it starts with your spiritual life. What's the point? It's not, some of us, you got an issue with relationships or you got an issue with money, things that you can touch, see and smell and all that. But, but that's not what's going to bring you happiness. That's not what's going to make you blessed. It has to come from your spirit. It has to come from the word of God. It has to come from the Holy Spirit. He is the one that can give you a prophetic vision in your life. In other words, a vision that, that lets you know what God is doing and where he's taking you in your life. That's where it has to start. So, so keeping the law slash vision, right, is important. I wrote this down. It's important to keep your success and happiness. Do you know what the Bible says? It says, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So it's not enough for you to have your vision and put it up on your wall. You got to keep it. <laughs> Why do you have to keep it? Because the scripture is clearly telling you, if you don't keep it, you're not going to be happy. Because there's things that's going to come that's going to try to steal it. Have you ever... For example, the Bible says that uh, uh, when you keep it, you keep, uh, it keeps you from the results of those who perish. So, the, so, so, so let me break it down like this, that, that you're telling me, Jason, that if I have a vision for my life and I keep that vision, that I'm going to be happy. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But why did the Bible say for you to, it's important for you to keep it, to hold it near you, to, 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 to keep it in your hands real strong? Because there's things in life that will come that tries to steal your vision. For example, if your vision is being sexually pure to a marriage and you don't want drama in relationships, 
You don't want to guess and miss when it comes to relationships. You don't want to say, okay, I, I hope it'll go right. You know, I don't want to get my heart broken again. I hope God is with me. No, you want to know God is with you. You want to know that God is in your relationship. You want to know that God is in what you're doing. So, if you have a vision of remaining pure, do you know men and women are going to come at you to steal your purity? You know, you may have situations say, saying, you know, oh, hey, fine thing. What's your name? Can I get your number today? Oh, you, and then you say, oh, but I go to church. And he says, oh, I'm Christian too. Look at my Bible on my dashboard in my car. But what you don't know is that he, even though he goes to church, he's not really living that pure, se that sexually pure Lifestyle God calls us to live. He's not going to tell you that. That gentleman. So, so, so what happens is, if your vision is purity, you got to keep your vision. Here's another example. If your vision is having the peace of mind. You saying this is the year that I'll be at peace in my mind. I'm sick and tired of going through drama. I'm sick and tired of being stressed. I will not let stress kill me. Okay, that's your vision. And you get the scripture that says that he will give you peace that passes all understanding. Right? It's not going to stop the bill collector from calling you. <laughs> it's not going to stop people from getting on your nerves. You may go to the coffee shop and they don't put enough soy milk in your latte. <laughs> or you may go to, 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 to Burger King. Oh man, and they forgot to put the cheese. And you love your cheese on your burger. Or something like that. What? And even though you repeated it three times in the drive-thru, they still get your order wrong. What happened? There are things in life that will try to come to steal your vision for peace. Mm. So see, so see, how, can you see what I'm saying when it comes to, it's important to understand the, the, not just, it's not just important for you to keep a vision, to have, I'm sorry, to have a vision, you got to have the power to keep it. If you don't, it's not enough for you to have a vision. Who cares that you put it up on your wall? Who cares that you quote it five, six, seven times, roll it out round on the floor six more times, and then got some more notes or laid hands on yourself and told the pastor to pray over you, and he threw and he threw the Bible at you and said you're gonna be blessed. That's not enough. You gotta keep the law. You got to keep it. And that's where so many people end up messing up. They say, God, why my vision ain't come to pass in my life? Why I can't get to the next level, Lord? Because, yeah, you wrote down the vision. God has said, yes, my child. You wrote down the vision. Yes, my child. Yes, you wrote it down. You put it up on your wall. You, you spin around and you pay your tithes and your offering. But you forgot to, that it's an element of keeping it that you didn't know about. You got to hold on to that vision. 
You got to come hell or high water. You got to say, I will not let no person steal my vision. You got to make up in your mind that no matter what bad news I hear, I'm going to keep my vision. No matter what situation is going on in my life, I'm going to keep my vision. I may not have a dime in my pocket, but God said to keep my vision. I may not have, I feel like I need to preach this, that, that, that I may not have the, 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 the the man that I want. I may be single right now and men are hollering at me. They think I'm a fine tenderoni, but I gotta keep my vision. I may not have no, no, I may be waiting on God as a man and remaining pure, but, 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 the, but these women coming at me, they're saying they just wanna ha- have, a, have a little nine or five with me, if you know what I'm saying. But no, I gotta tell them, no, I'm remaining holy. I gotta keep my vision. Joseph, when he was in Potiphar's house, Potiphar his wife tried to get him to st- try to get him to, 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 to let go his vision for God. But he said, no, I can't sleep with you. I'd rather be in prison than let go of my vision. Do you know how important it is to keep your vision? It's not enough to just write it down. It's not enough to just pay your tithe and to, and to anoint yourself with oil and And tell someone to pray for you. No. When you get alone by yourself. When you go to your own life. And you you go back to the hell you're living in. Or you go back to the drama of your family. Or you go back to the drama of your job. Or you go back to the drama of your community. You got to be able to say, God, I'm going to keep my vision. Because if you don't keep it. You're not going to be happy. And if you're not going to be happy you, without a vision, you're going to be like those people who perish. You know what the Bible says in the scripture? The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Some translation says, my people perish for lack of vision. Oh, my share. Do you realize that in church, I've seen it. I've preached before thousands. I've preached before hundreds in, in services and, and situations. And you know what I've seen? That even in the church, people who go to church every Sunday, they perishing in the house of God because they don't got no vision. You in church, but you don't have no vision for your health. So you're still sick. Even though the Bible says that Jesus healed all. You in church, but you're still broke because of the spirit of poverty over your life. Yet the scripture says God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he says the silver and gold is his. But yet you broke in the house of God. Let me tell you something. The devil is a liar. You better get you a vision. You better get. You better keep your vision. Hey, Alamashal. You better keep it because there's things in life that will try to steal it from you. Here's an example in the scripture of someone who had to birth out a vision, and when things came to him. It was trying to get him not to keep his vision. His name is Elijah. 
And in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41, here's what it says. Verses 41 to 44. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 and on. It says this, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get up, eat, and drink. For there is a sound... Of abundance of rain. I'm reading from the King James Version. Let me get a different translation. The New King, I'm sorry, let me get the New King James. It says, Get up, eat, and drink, for there's the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And, and seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud. Now I want to stop right there. Have you ever... Here's what's happening to Elijah, as you can see, that it hadn't rained in three and a half years. And he was praying that it rained. He had a vision that it rained. He had to keep a vision that it was going to rain. But he had to send his servant seven times to go and see if there was a cloud. Now, have you ever been there? Have you ever told someone... Of what God is doing in your life or that you're saved or that what God is going to do in your life and they don't believe you. Does that make you feel a certain way? Won't that discourage you from even telling people about what God is doing in your life? See, so you got to understand that it's important to keep your vision. Why? Because not everybody's going to believe your vision. Why? Because they can't see it. They can't see it for you. Do you know that some people even in our family or our friends or our circle around us, they don't see nothing good for you? Do you, do you understand? Some of us, you, I, Lord, I pray that you understand what I'm trying to tell you. That, that some of us, you got people you call friends around you. And you see yourself... As the person that God says that you are. But they don't see you like that. That's why you're always getting into arguments with them. That's why you're always getting into conflict. Why? Because they don't see that vision for your life. They see you messed up. They see you broke down. They see you tore up. They like to see you broken and, 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 and just tore down. Why? Because that's their vision for you. They like to see... You cursed because that's the vision they got for your life. And God is trying to tell you to separate yourself. God is trying to tell you to let go of these people. They're the ones and the reason why you keep being brought down. It's time for you to be bold and to walk into your destiny by separating yourself from toxic people. So you can accomplish the vision that God has for your life.
See, so, 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 so Elijah, he tells that to his servant and seven times the servant went back. And then he said, there is a cloud. Do you know that? Ha that's what happens with in life. You may see a person in the first year and seven years later. They're seeing and they're like, hold on, I see a cloud over you. I didn't see nothing before. I didn't see the vision you're talking about before. But so a little time later, now I can see that you are a woman of God. You are a man of God. I can see the vision. Now let me let me go on a little further. I mean, this is this is a powerful word. My God, hallelujah. I feel this thing so heavy in my spirit. So Verse 44, then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So we can see here that it started out as a real small cloud, the size of a man's hand, rising from the sea, and it became a huge, huge rain. See, that's what a vision does. When you have a vision for your life, and you keep that vision, and you... You declare that vision and you speak that vision. What is, what's happening is it starts small, but it's going to grow. Have you ever seen small blessings that God has given you in your life because you started having a vision? You start having a vision for your life and now you're seeing little change. You're seeing that God is he's doing some things. In other words, things would never it was always the same for this area of your life. But now, you're starting to see a little change there. You're starting to see something happening. Have you ever been there or even in your business or even in your ministry or in your life where it was nothing going on? There was no type of character of God. There was no type of open doors. There was no direction. There was no nothing in sight. But then when you started having a vision and keeping the vision, now you're starting to see, hold on, something's happening here. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's not you. You're not crazy. You're not deranged. No, you're in the right place because God is saying there's a cloud as a man's hand coming up out of the sea of your life and I'm doing it by my supernatural power. Oh my God. Jesus. See, see, see the thing is, it's not your, it's not your ability that's getting it done. This vision we're talking about, this, this, this keeping of the law, of the vision we're talking about. Why is this happening? Because, because what's happening is, it's God's supernatural power working behind the scenes. Do you know that, 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 that people can say what they want? People can say they don't believe in God. But do you know when you're starting to see, hold on, they're the same people that said, I don't believe. 
Now they seen, hold on, I'm seeing a cloud in your life. I'm seeing a man's hand or, or something moving in your life. What are they saying? I'm seeing the hand of God. Moving all over your situation, all over your barrenness, all over your drought. So what has been that way for three and a half years, Elijah? I don't know. God is calling somebody Elijah today. That God, so what has been that way for three and a half years? So what? They've been a drought. Do you know that my hand, my cloud of my glory is, is all over your situation and I'm bringing heavy rain. You know what the Bible says? In 45, it wasn't just any type of rain. Notice, the Bible says the clouds became black and wind came and it didn't just rain. The Bible says there was heavy rain. <laughs> My God, that means God said, I'm not just going to bring some rain I'm a, or some blessing. I'm going to bring some heavy blessing. I am a shame. I'm not just going to bring change. I'm going to bring heavy change. I'm not just going to bring success. I'm going to bring heavy success. Why? Because I got to let people know that it's me that's doing it in your life. So... Moving on here, when you start seeing little signs of change, when you start having a vision and you start keeping that vision, you need to focus on that and you need to continue to build that. That means continue to do what you've been doing as you remain and you keep that vision. Let's go a little bit deeper and I'll close here. This next scripture goes in a little bit deeper to how Elijah was able to birth out his vision for rain. Now notice that was impossible for Elijah to do. Elijah in himself as a man does not have power over no weather. But with the power of God, he had power over the, over the weather. So this, this next scripture goes a little bit deeper into what it takes to birth out a vision and a cause of vision to come to pass. James chapter 5 verses 13 to 18. There's something called, and this is what Elijah used. I encourage you to write this down. You need to apply the prayer of faith. <laughs> you need to apply the prayer of faith. Why is that so important? Because the prayer of faith, which was a faith filled with the God. It was, I'm sorry, it's a prayer filled with the God kind of faith for the impossible. Mm. This is the type of prayer that Elijah prayed when the rain came. So you're saying, okay, you, Jason, what are you trying to say? I'm saying... Some of us, the reason why your vision is not coming to pass is because you, you're not praying. You're praying the prayer of doubt, not faith. The prayer of faith that Elijah prayed got things done. If, if something is not getting done, you got you to gotta backtrack and you got to start getting into prayer or fasting or seeking the face of God to say, Lord, 
Am I praying the prayer of faith correctly? Because let me show you what's, what will happen and the results of the prayer of faith. What can happen? James chapter 5 verses 13 to 18. Here's what it says. James chapter 5, verse 13 through 18. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person will. Oh, okay. Now, if you notice, look what's going on here. We're talking about a sickness, a life-threatening disease or a type of disease or whatever sickness this person had or has. The Bible says that, um, that God will release his power in making that person well. So, let me just gather this right here. One second. Okay. So, the Bible says that he will raise and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. Now, notice... I'm. Notice what the Bible says that 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 you're telling me, Jason, that. Well, well, let me break it down like this, that if you have if just like in this scenario, they had a vision for this man that they wanted to see him well. So what did they do? They kept the word. They kept the vision and said, OK, we don't see that it's happening. He's sick right now, but we want him. We have a vision for his health. We, they got together the elders who also had a vision for the man's health and prayed over him, anointed him with oil. And what happened? The Bible says the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So in the house of God, they had a vision for his health. And they got all the people who had a vision for his health. And God healed him because of what? The prayer of faith. So you can't just have a vision and keep the law. You also got to apply prayer to it. And not just any prayer, the prayer of faith to it. And what will happen? God's supernatural power will move. And let me go on further. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. You ever met people that said, I feel like God can't forgive me or I feel like I'm unforgivable. Well, they don't have a vision concerning God's forgiveness. Therefore, they can't receive it. But if they confess and they start getting the word of God, they can start to accept and, forg and forgive themselves first and God will forgive them. Verse 16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. 
The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avail much. And here's what I want to highlight. Verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. So he was a regular person. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Now, why is the Bible uh, 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 pointing out that Elijah had this same prayer of faith? Look at what Elijah did. You're talking about controlling the weather. That's something big. That's something huge. That's something impossible for a human being to do. But yet, with the prayer of faith and with a vision, Elijah was able to do it. But the Bible makes clear he was a regular person just like us. He's a human being just like you. So, so, so according to the scripture, you don't have to feel inferior to Elijah. Because the Bible says there's no need for you to feel inferior. He was a regular person just like you. But he prayed earnestly. You know what that means? He kept praying, kept praying. That's why he sent the man seven times. So see, some of us, you, 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 you got the prayer of faith, but you, you, you got to apply earnest to it. Earnesty to your spiritual life. In other words, you got to be earnest when it comes to walking with God. You got to keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing in. Don't give up for you to see the breakthrough that you're looking for. So, so the Bible says that it didn't rain for three and a half years. Imagine going through something for three and a half years. Three and a half years. And when you apply the prayer of faith and a vision, then it changed. That's what's going on in our lives. See, God wants to bring change in our life and he wants to bring the past our visions. But there are principles we have to follow. And, 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 and I want to also touch this too, because when you talk about the prayer of faith, what is faith? The Bible says faith without works is dead. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Look what the elders did when they had a vision for this man's health. They didn't just believe the word of God or have faith and stand in faith and said, oh, yes, God, you can do it. No, they got together and put some action with their faith. They put some action with it. What are those things in your life that you believe that God has given you a vision for that you put an action with it? If God has promised you a, a, a vision for your health or whatnot. Are you taking the steps to call for the elders? Are you anointing yourself? Are you, are you exercising your faith? If God has given you a vision for your finances, are you taking the steps for your finances to increase? If God has given you a vision for your spiritual life, where you need more wisdom, knowledge, understanding, are you, are you taking the time to study His Word? Are you putting action Behind your vision. Your vision is not going to happen. Just by you just believing it. Elijah had to get down on his knees. Pray. 
He had to overcome his servant's doubt because he sent his servant seven times to go see. You know, so 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 he you got you gotta learn how to keep it, how to keep that vision and apply the prayer of faith. And the Bible says that same prayer of faith that helped Elijah, it will give you rain for your life. And not only that, but it will give fruit, it will bring forth fruit. Fruit means that you will see change. You will see results. See, I, I even myself, and I'm going to close here. Um, but before I close, I want to hit this. That this same prayer, it was able, the prayer of faith was able to bring healing, control nature, and raise someone up from their sickbed. The Bible just gave a little examples of what the prayer of faith can do. So what would happen if you apply the prayer of faith to your life? What would happen in your life where you have a vision and you keep your vision? You know, in my own life, I've seen, I'll never forget, last year, myself and my wife, we, we, um, we had a vision board. And over 90% of those vision, what was on the vision board came to pass. Some people, they write a vision board and it doesn't happen for them at all. Or only 25 or 50%. And the thing is, you ask, how did that happen, Jason? Well, when we first wrote it down, those things looked impossible. But what happened? We had a vision. We kept the vision. And we applied the prayer of faith. And we applied our faith with action. See... See, a lot of the things that we, we, we be wanting God to do in our lives and things like that, it's depending on you. How bad do you want it? You know, it all depends on you. The thing is, you, um, the thing is, God wants to do so many things and he's able to do it. You know, I heard a prophetess recently, she, was, she, she mentioned this, prophetess uh, um, Juanita Bynum, and so powerful. She said, according, and that's scripture. The Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. You probably heard that song. God is able to do what he said he would do. You probably heard it and love it. But the Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, not some, all that you ask or even think. But then it goes on further. It says, a According to the power that works in you. I'm going to say that again. God's saying that he's able to do what, what he's able to do uh, above, above what you even ask him or thinking. But he said, I can't do it because you're not. You're, in other words, the power is in you. In other words. You got to get up and do something. Many of us, we want God to do it, but God's saying, I can do the impossible, but you know what's impossible for me that I can't do? God is saying, what's impossible for me to do is to force you to do something. <laughs> My God. See, in other words, 
We, we say it all the time. God, there's nothing impossible for you, Lord. But you know what's impossible for God to do? There's something that's impossible. It's, it's impossible for God to force you to do something that you need to do so he can do the impossible. Do you know how many people remain sick? Remain in their situation? Because they don't want to do anything? <laughs> but yet, <they're, laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. You know, I mean, well, like God, you could do the impossible, Lord. Lord, you could do the impossible, Jesus. You, you, you can do the impossible, Lord. I believe it. But God is like, okay, but uh, can you get up for prayer at 5 a.m.? Or can you, <laughs> can, you, can you give this offering, please? Can you, can, you, can you lay hands on yourself, please? Can you, get, can you go, to, go, go to the supermarket and buy some anointed oil so you could anoint yourself, please? Or can you, anoint, can you go and, and walk down the street so you can anoint your friend with oil, please? Because I, I want to do the impossible, but you're holding me back. According... He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. But it's according to your power. It's according to your ability. It's according to what you're willing to do to give God room so he can do what he can do. What if Elijah said, I'm just going to sit here and believe God. I'm not going to pray. God, you can do it. I'm not going to pray. Hey, he told he tells his servant, servant, you sit right there on that sand. We're just gonna wait on God. It's gonna, it's gonna, this cloud is gonna come. No, it didn't happen like that. Elijah had to get on his knees. The Bible says he put his face between his knees in a in a position. He put himself in a position to receive the miracle. And he started, he prayed seven times. In other words, he did not give up. He kept doing what he knew was right. How many of us or how many people you know, they missed out on a blessing that God had for them, a godly marriage. But because they refused to remain in position, they never received it. And now they're dealing with baby mama drama or baby father drama. How many people that you know that when you look at their lives, you're like, man, I want my life to end up like that. But let me tell you why I ended up like that. You're looking at them and you're like, Lord, it's like their life just is perishing. Their life look crazy. I don't want that. Well, God is saying, if you don't get a vision for your life, your life is going to be just like that. Why? Because with the vision, you need to be able to keep it. Apply the prayer of faith and be earnest and put your faith with action. So, thank you for listening. That's the message for today. Remember, you can always download and get some more resources online and, and, and really soak up this message at, at our website and send us an email. Let us know if you are blessed. Let us know through a message that this message touched you today. All right, God bless you.